and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, we're recording this on Memorial Day weekend. I am back. I was gone last week. We're kind of coming off like, a, I don't want to call it a mini hiatus, but we've we've had some interesting weeks past couple weeks but we're actually jumping from two hosts in the previous episode to four hosts because we are joined once again by our good friend steven keller steven i'm going to introduce you before our bomber and tactic because i'm really damn tired of them like it's just i just haven't been over it whereas you i'm not over okay, that at cool. all i don't yeah. blame you i mean right wow. who, you talk I, to I, who every would? week exactly it's, it's just it's getting stale whereas this is this is fresh so it's feeling fresh in here right now our bomber tactic yeah, I guess. How are you guys? I'm good. Uh, how's it going? I'm good. I'm going to leave and go cry in the shower a little bit, and then I'll probably come back because I, I don't feel loved. You know what? Let me tell you something. Over the past many weeks, I've been the one staple that our podcast listeners can count on. Okay? Yeah, he's held it down. So you you take that shade that's, and that, you shine a fine. light right on it. I think that's what that last metaphor was really confusing. But I, I think yeah, that's a good point you made. You've been the, the tried and true, so I I, I respect that. Uh, no, Bomber, I don't think you're going to go cry. I think that's I think you're just saying that for dramatic effect. Have you ever cried in the shower? Is that can I ask that? Is that oh, am I allowed? Have you ever actually cried in the shower? Because I've never done that. Uh, I don't think so. Not in the shower. Like I know that's like a very cliche thing, but I feel like that's just a lot of things to balance. Like you're crying, you're getting soap in your eyes like that just seems like a bad time plus but. it takes away from the feeling of the warm tear running down your cheek if everything's getting wet we actually we talked about this recently when i get in the shower i it's a swat team situation i want to get in and get out it's a really? it's a business it's it's kind of it's yeah it's kind of a business transaction but but and what we what we talked about is sometimes i think about stuff in there so it's I like it's kind of a weird stare. mix yeah you're the dodo bird yeah i literally i'm just like standing there letting the water drown you yeah basically no thoughts if you've ever seen like a derpy dog that's basically me in the shower there's like no thoughts behind my my eyes it's just blank i, I don't i agree with you though showers are for solving the world's problems it's just well and there's like a whole reddit for this shower thoughts where people have like deep penetrating thoughts in the shower i i i'm just saying i don't think i would have the time or the wherewithal to to cry in the shower i just i don't think it makes sense i think we need to we need to change that trope as a you know, as a podcasting team. Uh, Steven, I'm not going to ask if you've ever cried in the shower. That's your business. If you want to share whether or not you have, this is a safe space. I but mean, I think everybody has. I don't know why Why it's not. It should be common. I don't. I just. I, well, great place. I, great acoustics for it. So you can get a good. Oh, okay. get Ugly cry going. Just That's great a good acoustics. Point. That's a good point. I, I think to kind of dovetail into that, like, I think everyone should cry more. I think legitimately everyone should cry more. I think everyone should cry once a week. Can we? Can that be the official policy of the of the podcast? Well, everyone should cry. Jimmy Valvano's little stance: you should have emotions moved once a day. No, I'm more for having a a, a whole nervous breakdown, like in your vehicle. <laughs> okay, so uh, you're saying nervous breakdown. So you're saying, yeah, like I, 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 cries come with that. Well, yeah, I guess I just nervous breakdown. I think implies that you should like you know maybe see someone or something. I think having a good cry. Be it in the shower or in your car. I've done a car cry. I will say I, uh, that I know I've done probably a, a handful of times. It's a private spot. The acoustics aren't as good though. Steven's right about that. The acoustics in a car, but that's just are it. Not conducive. There's radio right there, so you can like find that one jam that resonates with your the exact emotions that you're feeling and like let it all out. Oh, trust me, I have. 
We're not going to talk about it. We're not. All down. So you went just, okay. Okay, settle down back, now, Hillary. Back up for a second. You went with Hillary Duff as your, which by the way, I recognized it immediately. It's a jam. There's she no gets doubt me. About that. Okay. She gets me. Uh, Well, there you have it. Hillary Duff gets tactic. Uh, we're we're going to talk about the PlayStation Showcase this week. We're not talking about crying. We're not talking about showers. That's like, that's more like, I don't know, secret segment material. I'm not saying that's what the secret segment's going to be, but that feels like secret segment material. What's main episode material and material suited for our fantastic guests this week is going top to bottom on the PlayStation Showcase, which this is, you know, this was like an hour long. This was a full-blown showcase. So there's a lot to dive into. There's a lot of... Let me just state one of my major takeaways right away, which is I don't know how many games there were in this thing. Probably a, a solid, yeah, like, I, I don't know, 25 to 30 games over an hour were, were, were teased or gameplay trailer or something like that. There were probably at least five times of those where it was a sequel. And I was like, I don't, didn't the first one of these games come out like 15 years ago? That happened like, I mean, let's just, but yeah, Alan Wake 2, the Talos Principle 2. I don't know when the first Helldivers came out, but there's Helldivers 2, Dragon's Dogma 2. There's just There was just like, there was a handful of games that I was like, this is a sequel and that the fact that it's a sequel should make me care, but I don't remember, like, I know the Talos Principle is a big deal. I, I know Alan Wake was a big deal, but they're so far back in my video game consciousness that I don't know if it was the reveal, the big reveal that everyone wanted. So that was one of like my like major meta. We're going to go through these games like one by one, but I feel like that was an overarching trend. Was there any was there any big picture thoughts that anyone wanted to share before we start really diving into the? I really want to. I'd like to share my emotions as we progress through the story. That's the way okay. that I think we should tell this. I do think my only like kind of meta thought is that I thought this was a really good showcase. And I feel like I've seen other people say this online. I don't know if this was a good PlayStation showcase, but there were a lot of games that I'm excited for. I don't necessarily know that it needs like it didn't necessarily feel like your PlayStation first party showcase because a lot of these games were just third party games that, you know, will be other right. platforms as well. That's not to say that the games weren't cool, though, because there was a lot of stuff here that I was pumped about. What I wish they did do is there were some games where I had no idea what they were or or how to feel about them. But then right after that, they spent like a solid two minutes showing me a, like a laser light show of like XO triangle square. Yeah, I, you know, if they just got rid of that and gave the games just a scooch more time, that would have been better. I'm glad you mentioned that because what okay who asked for that what good is it doing i honestly i think those were supposed to be kind of like not official title cards but i think it was Take like a sip of water they felt like it was like go get some go get a snack well it was, also, it was sort of like i think that. some of the games that were clumped between those little things were almost related a little bit like if you notice all of the vr games were within a chunk that weren't separated by that little like yeah. laser light show thing so I think it was supposed to like they were all supposed to be related in some way, but I don't know. I, I, I Stephen, I want to get to your thoughts in a second too, but I, I will just say that I only I did like it was like an hour and change. I can't remember exactly how long the YouTube videos I watched, but there was only like two or three times that I fast forwarded. One was the first time the the old guy came on. I was like, all right, I know he's just going to say blah, blah, blah. We're excited for this and that. And I just zoomed past that. And then I think there were two other times where I was like, I don't want to see the shapes anymore. Let's not do the shapes. You and I would fast that forward was like 15 up seconds. The new Sony laser pointer. 
Right. It, well, it wouldn't have surprised me. Because I was like, is there, a, I mean, is there a meaning to this? After, it was like the first like two or three. I was like, is there a meaning to this? And then I realized, no, it's just like, I don't even know what it is. Pomp and circumstance. And I just kind of started fast forwarding through it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was a really good showcase. I There were multiple times. And, and as these games come up, I'll, I'll mention this again. But like, there were multiple games that the trailers were very interesting in the sense that they would start, they would be very cinematic, and I would not be feeling it. And then they would be like, here's the gameplay. And I would be like, oh, like th- there, there were a handful of trailers where I was like not into it. And then there was a, some midpoint where they were like, like shift to gameplay or like something would happen where I'd be like, okay, I am now interested, which to me is for me is very rare. Usually when a trailer starts within like the first 30 seconds, if I'm not drawn in, I'm never going to get drawn in. But there were there were a couple of games that I, I noticed that happening too. But Stephen, before we again, before we dive into the nuts and bolts, anything you were particularly excited for or any meta thoughts on on the showcase? Uh, it was just there for the one more game reveal at the end. That's all I cared about. Probably you and a lot of folks. I mean, I, I will say it. That was before watching the show, the showcase in its entirety. I watched the quote unquote one more game in in like it by itself. And because that was, I mean, it was like 10 minutes. It was like the longest pieces of showcase for obvious reasons. But yeah, we're obviously going to save a big chunk of time towards the end to discuss that one in with the respect that it deserves. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll put it that way. I am going to try. I have a list in front of me here. I'm going to try to kind of go in order just because that feels like the right thing to do. I don't actually know if this is in the exact order that it was shown, but it's the order I'm going to read it in. Fair games. Sorry. Fair game dollar sign. If you, if you want to get literal. This was a Haven Studios heist game. It looks very team focused. I thought this trailer was good. I would have liked to see some gameplay. That was kind of my I... broad strokes. I love the concept. I but think, I, I want to see gameplay. I think I love the concept, but I think, it, and, and I could be wrong here, but the execution to me appears like they jumped the shark. Okay. So the, the concept is basically we've got all these billionaires. We're going to have a all out. Like Robin Hood. Robin Hood competition to steal from the billionaires. But if you're stealing from the billionaires in a competition sense with other teams also trying to do it, you're then just now competing against each other and this the billionaires just probably watching you laughing like look at these little little mice running around and so that execute i think the execution of like online play kind of makes this not as great to me i think it would have been a really cool just robin hood story almost like a watchdogs storyline would have been much better payday with like watchdogs elements well i think too didn't wasn't there a game recently and it might have even been called robin hood where they tried to do this where there were multiple like heist teams trying to, you know, steal from the rich. And I don't think it ended up well because I don't really think like maybe this is just me talking for myself personally. But if I'm trying to play like a co-op game with other people and there's like missions and it's not obviously just like a, a war zone PVP style thing. I don't want to play PVEVP. Like I want to see if we can tactically complete the mission and not have to worry about randos showing up and beating me up. And right. And you're murdering these these quote unquote poor people. So like you're no longer sticking it to the billionaire. They're all, all interesting points. When And I will say when this trailer first got going, it is it was very like down with billionaires. And, I was like, and then oh, they show the so- and, Sony CEO. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Oh, my goodness. The editors, <laughs> the editors that did this, they're like they were snickering about because they could have opened with him and then went into any of the games but they're like no let's open with fair games and then we'll have our ceo of entertainment go right after this but i i I did think to your point technic i did think this was a watchdogs 
like, like a game in the Watch Dogs universe initially. It just had that vibe to me. I was like, this is a Watch Dogs game. Turned out obviously not to be that. But um, yeah, no release date for that one yet. Steven, any thoughts on Fair Games or shall we move on to Helldivers 2? I do think it's interesting that it's Jade Raymond's new game, which everyone kind of makes a big deal about her and likes her games. So, And speaking of Watch Dogs, she was executive producer for Watch Dogs, so maybe that's why it feels interesting. like that. But it doesn't feel that. like it's my type of jam. Probably a game I'll skip. Well, is... So first of all, does anyone here know about Helldivers one because <laughs> i again this was one that there, there was this whole this this trailer had a lot of camp to it this was the one where they started with like the join the military ad where the family like is eaten by a giant bug which again drew me in but then it kind of gave way to like what to me felt like a very average sequel to a very what probably was originally a very average game it, does anyone know do i have that wrong because I had never heard of Helldivers. Yeah, I've Helldivers, never heard of it either. I thought that, and I was a little taken aback, because from what I remember of it, and I didn't play it, but I remember seeing trailers for it, I thought the original Helldivers was a top-down shooter, which is why I didn't play it, because I'm not a huge top-down shooter fan. Like, it's just not my jam. So this, Yeah, I have no clue. If clue. this is related to that game that I'm thinking of, this is a fairly big departure, because this obviously is not a top-down game. It didn't look bad, like I, I'm not, I'm not going to crap on it. I thought it looked fine. It just, it sounds like we should, we should just give, not give this a whole lot of airtime because I don't think any of us were like. I, I thought the again the beginning where they did like the the campy advertisement thing that hooked me, and then I was like de-hooked by the rest of it. It was, it was kinda, to me, it was we were watching Starship Troopers the video game. Yeah, we it watching. did feel like that. But like, I don't, I don't think I, I hate that though. Like, depending on how this game gets reviewed, I feel like this is something that I would probably pick up on sale and have a good time with. I, I would say this is this is also an example, uh, and I think there's other games in here that suffer from the same thing, where the fact that it's a sequel makes me less interested. It's It's kind of flying in the face of what a sequel is typically supposed to do, which is like, you know, excite people who liked the first one. Well... If, like, if I don't know the first one, there's a very good chance I would go into this game and be fine. But I also don't want to take the chance of going into the game and not understanding something. So I'm just not going to do it. Re- releasing sometime this year, they didn't give any specifics on when that one's releasing. This next one I'm very excited about. I thought Immortals, and I can't pronounce it, Immortals of Avium, Avium. This was definitely top three on the day uh, trailer for me. I was very, very intrigued by this one this one had a hard release date july 20th of 2023 so coming relatively soon i love i I like the idea of i'm gonna call it a magical shooter because that's what it looks like i think the combat looked great also i'm trying to think was this the one where the main character looked a little bit like jamie tart from ted lasso because i wrote a note and that's that's what he looked like in in any case very drawn in by this one this one is probably what was really cool about it is in some games where you have this magical relic that your has different abilities as you progress generally you're kind of in a certain level you're you're stuck using the power that suits that whole level through it all whereas this they were just cycling through whatever fit them at at whatever time and that to me just allows for a unique playing experience any for any person on and they can just use what they like they can they can just completely diversify their portfolio and just get nuts with it this one yeah i agree this was just looked absolutely phenomenal well i think too it feels very original i mean not to say that games where you play as a mage are that unique because a lot of games a lot of fantasy games have you know powers even stuff like sci-fi like mass effect you had certain powers that you could employ but a lot of times magic is kind of like the side 
attack like you have your main weapon whether it's a sword or a gun or a staff or axe or what have you and like you have to wait for your magic to kind of refresh like your monobar usually has to refresh or there's a a time count before you can use your magical skill again and i do like that like magic is the forefront it didn't seem like you didn't you didn't really have another weapon like magic was the weapon and I think that's a pretty yeah. unique thing, at least from a first person type game perspective. It also, it tends to be an archetype where like if you're picking a character. It's like, are you going to be the guy who shoots stuff, the guy who hits stuff or the weird guy in the corner casting spells? And this game, yeah, is very much like, no, that's where the rubber meets the road. Like you're, you're going to be right in there. I, I do think the risk with this one and a couple of things I wrote down about this one. One, they're trying to like tease the story and I did not care. I feel like they were trying to tease the story in such a way where they're like, you already know what's going on. And I'm like, no, I don't. And then also I wrote visual overstimulation because I thought was, there was a lot. Did of you ever, You're writing this down and like shaking your hand like, ah. Did you ever play Doom? Never played Doom. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. The, wait, the 2016 one? Yeah, the new Dooms. I played some. I never finished it. Were you visually overstimulated by that? I feel like if you could get uh, through it, Doom. Jeez, maybe. Yeah, it sounds right. Like, I don't remember why I stopped. There was a lot of stuff going on, especially like Doom is very fast paced. You're a lot of it. There's like you're sprinting around the room, doing a lot of jumps, dashes. There's enemies all over the place. You have to be constantly moving to like do well in Doom. I do remember that. And I think if you can't handle the visual stimulation of that, you might struggle with this game. Steven, Immortals of... Okay, first of all, when is it Avium or Avium? What are your thoughts on that? Because I'm completely lost. All I know is that it's first-person shooter, so I'm out. He's out. All I'm right. Out. I'll, I'll, that's good to know. Ghost Runner 2, I'm out on this one. And it's pretty simple as to why. Did you play Ghost Runner looked, 1? I sure tried. I, like, I downloaded the demo for Ghost Runner, and it made me feel like the biggest moron on the planet. And I was like, this is too hard for me. So I guarantee you Ghost Runner 2 is going to be too hard for me. And as a result, that's it. I'm out. I think this looks perfectly fine. It's it's, it's going to be a no from me. See, I loved Ghost Runner. I thought, so like it is, it's a difficult game. Don't get me wrong. But one of the cool things about Ghost Runner is it was the first person kind of fighter experience, but you also had to kind of plan ahead and there was elements of speed running. So a lot of it was, you know, I don't want to call it like, okay, I'm trying to think a good way to phrase it. It's not so much like a roguelike where you're playing something over and over again ad nauseum, but there's little chunks and chapters where when you die, you're brought back to the beginning and you have to figure out how do I go back? How do I do that better? And I really liked the puzzle solving nature of Ghost Runner paired with just the really crisp graphics, the fun combat and the speed. I just thought it was super cool. And the soundtrack was awesome, too. So for me, like it was difficult, but it was doable. You just had to commit to being able to do like five to ten runs every little chunk of checkpoint that you you got to so i'm psyched about ghost runner 2 i loved ghost runner 1 so this is my jam yeah that all makes sense to me it just it, it, i'm just when i think of ghost runner i just think of like the existential crisis that it caused me of like am i bad at video games at this did you play it life. on console or pc i played it on the switch and i played it handheld which i believe at the time you were like you can't do that no i, I handheld like playing with the controller was definitely much better playing on the switch just knowing the the different controllers and having played first person shooters on the switch not the best place to play this game yeah that was that was borne out by my experience S- steven ghost runner 2 i i don't know that i would call it a first person shooter uh nevertheless 
in or out. So at this point in the showcase, I think I hit the part where I was like, every game is a first person space, (laughs) mech everything looks like Destiny type game. And so I kind of checked out and I was like, oh. These, these aren't for me yet. I'm hoping we get something soon. Which is interesting because the next one, Phantom Blade Zero. This So before, earlier in the show, I talked about as a meta point, this idea of uh, there would be a game trailer. Oh, also, Ghost Runner 2 is releasing sometime this year. They didn't give any specifics. But Phantom Blade Zero, I was like, for the first minute or two of this trailer, I was like, I don't care. In fact, I negative care. And then they started doing like sword stuff, gameplay stuff. And I was like, I kind of care now. I don't yeah, think this, I care enough to buy like this a, game, but this was definitely, this one like kind of got me. It will me into a false sense of like, I don't care about this. And then at, by the end, I like kind of did care. The vibe for this one was certainly interesting. So like we've, we've seen over the, over the last couple of years, a lot of samurai-esque games released, but none that had this, this dark, almost horror genre veiled over it. And I thought that was kind of an interesting take on the game. Definitely kind of let it stand alone as, as something more unique than a just generic samurai game. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it maybe had the production value of Ghost of Tsushima or was trying for that, but it was it was trying to do a little something different. I don't know that, I mean, unless anyone has further thoughts on that one, we'll, we'll start moving a little bit faster here. Swords of the Sea. Ask Steven. Ask Steven. Steven. That's my game. Swords of the Sea is your game. That's 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 one that could be my jam we found it you get the so you're a bright indie game so you're that's you're a journeyman too is that is that a fair assessment i've never played journey oh because this isn't this the, this is like the makers of journey which i've heard is incredible by the way never played it oh, is it yeah i thought i think so they were the makers of abzu i don't remember if journey was there am i wrong am i just am i just flat out wrong did i just think it was journey in any case sand surfing that's that seems to be the gist this was one of many games where the trailers took a very different approach where they were like, you know what? We're just going to make this like a short film. The the art was breathtaking. The the way that you're just kind of like it wasn't just, hey, you're you're surfing on the sea. Like I like the title says it, but like there were like dolphins in the air and it was just like this very immersive artistic take of the whole game and it just it looked beautiful to me. You know, side this scrollers was... don't get enough credit for how gorgeous they can look also as the, the as the fact checker on the team right now journey was not this studio they were responsible for abzu and the pathless okay so i suck yeah that makes sense this and kind of going back to my previous point about like quote-unquote short films this was the first of a block of three games talus principle 2 was after this and neva neva was after this and these all all three of them i don't think we saw gameplay or much gameplay and it was more just like I said, kind of short animated films. I thought this one showed some gameplay. Did it? I just remember the guy surfing around a lot. And yeah, I, don't, that's I don't know how much... Was that gameplay? Yeah, I think that's the gameplay. It's very minimalist. It looked like it was just him Illegal. surfing in like a cinematic sense. I feel like you bring the negativity I must not have been to the showcase. <laughs> I must not have been paying attention to this one. That was, let's, let's just Steven, call it like it is. What, were, what was your opinion on this game? I mean, it's my type of game. It's bright, colorful indie game. It's kind of what I come to those games for. It's kind of what I like in gaming now, rather than shooty shoots. A lot of shooty shoots. So. We're going. We're moving away from shooty shoots in this portion of the. Steven, uh, I feel like yeah. we're on similar case, gaming so. vibes. You and I. Yeah. As I've gotten older, I've learned. I've got my my jam, and there's one coming up that's especially my jam. But yeah, sort of the sea looked like it's one that I would try. Is Talos Principle two your jam? I don't okay. know that one. Let, I let me. I don't think that was one. Let me let me take, cut in here. Take the wheel. 
Take the wheel, Chief. I think of everyone here, I'm the only one that's actually played Talos Principle 1. And the second there was that voice that came in and said, Welcome to my garden. I was like, This Talos Principle? And it was. Okay, so I have been, I'm not even done with it. I have literally been playing the Talos Principle for years as a basically my Sudoku puzzle kind of thing where you, you pick up a puzzle, you just do a little bit, and then you put it down, you come back to it later. And every single time, every single time, the game is filled with quotes, meaning there's like, there's not much to it than from, then it's just puzzles, but like in the background, there's all of this story building that's going on and this like introspectiveness that that occurs when you're playing it. And it just, it's one of those games that, in my opinion, everyone should just have in their backlog to just pick up, play a little bit, put down, go come back to it. It's just fantastic for that. That's that's my diatribe. Talos Principle 2, hell yeah. As I mentioned, this was one of the ones where I was like, this is the sequel to a game that I know nothing about. So I, I feel like I feel like we'll just leave it at, at what you said, because I'm sure that's, that's appropriate. Because I, I also... Yeah, this one's coming out later this year, but I want to talk about Neva. This my least favorite trailer in the whole thing. Do you know why? Boo this man. Boo this man. They just killed the dog and they were like, play this game. To be fair, I get that. Why? You killed the dog. Yeah, like I was really excited about this game. I was like, this looks like it could be really cool. And then they killed the big doggo reindeer tree thing. And I'm just like, well, now I'm sad. Is this what I have to... We got no information about the game. We just got a sad, like... Again, a sad short animated film where a reindeer dog was killed. Yeah, as the perpetual like, optimistic guy, this is thumbs down for me. But Steven seemed like you were into this. Provide the counterpoint because we're all. I just, I just really like Grease, the stu- the game they made before this, and so I'm down. Like that was somewhat of an emotional journey. It was a fun little trek. Take that off the table. If this was just a standalone, you had no other context. I mean, he did say bright indie before. Yeah, it's a bright indie film. I'm down, da- uh, indie movie or indie game. I'm down. It's yeah. I mean, by by those it'll criteria, be, be short. It'll be in and out. It'll be Are cute. you ready to be emotionally devastated by a dog dying? Well, Always. he can't be because we already we just saw it, so he's going to be expecting it. <laughs> that's fair. You're going to be able to brace yourself. Yeah, it could be that's just the start, and you're going to go get. You're going to find a new friend by the end. Is it fair for me to uh, just again? I know we're going really fast here, but I want to try and hit everything, so we're we're spinning spinning the wheels. Nerd bomber, can I just give you the floor for Cat Quest Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh my, because I gosh, feel like this yes. is a a you situation more than any other, dude. So this looks incredible. If you haven't played Cat Quest one and two, like just go do it. It's so much fun. I thought they were they would be like really stupid little games, and they weren't. They were incredible. I got super invested. You can get loot. You're battling and there's like dungeons and there's just it's so good there's like a weirdly good story like you're playing a game called cat quest and you don't think there's going to be a great story but there is a pretty decent story at foot uh cat quest 2 it's co-op and that's one of the things that i don't know about cat quest pirates of the caribbean i really want to know if that's going to be co-op as well because I got Tectic into the second game with me and I really want him to play this one with me as well. And I'm just really excited. So like the first couple games are a little bit more in like the fantasy realm where you're like a knight or a mage or what have you. And so the pivot to a new pirate storyline, really, I am super excited about this. Cat Quest games, super underrated Definitely recommend you go play them. They're not even that expensive. These are like the perfect Switch games as well. 
this is like when I said that, like this isn't necessarily hey, a good PlayStation showcase. This is, this the is just a good showcase. showcase. Like Cat Quest, man. Oof, that that's some like hardcore switch time for me. So I am looking forward to this one, and I hope y'all are too, because it's Cat Quest, man. Foam stars. I'm reading for what it's worth. I'm reading all of these titles off of a subreddit, and there's minimal commentary from each for for each one. And they put in parentheses here. Looks like Splatoon, the, honestly. Yeah. So I feel like which yeah. also this, I basically yeah, wrote. It's, it's Splatoon, <laughs> it's Splatoon yeah. meets Overwatch. So, uh, Steven, I know you're a big Splatoon guy. How did you feel about this? Like, do you feel like it's bad because they're copying Splatoon? Do you think like it has enough that differentiates it from Splatoon to make you want to play it? I won't play it mainly because, yeah, I have Splatoon and I feel like this is probably a game where a lot like what that dodgeball game and I feel like some other shooter online shooters, they just die within six months. Yeah, I could so see that. Happening. I don't know what will happen to keep this thing going. I, I feel like Splatoon's got the Nintendo backing. Yeah, it came out first, so I could see this going out the window. Does it make you sad? Like, so one of the things with all of those games that you just listed, like Knockout City, and there's so many of these, like, very colorful multiplayer games that just kind of die. I don't know what the solution is. Like, and one end, every time I see one of these trailers, I have the same reaction where I'm like, I'm not going to get into this because we know they won't hold up against the behemoths out there and then they'll just die. But also, like, I don't want people to stop innovating. I just don't know what the answer is for these small multiplayer games. I don't know that this is called innovating, though. Well, yeah, this isn't really innovative because it's kind of copying Splatoon. Hey, copy but... my, I'm going to copy your horror, but I'll change a couple things. But like stuff like I think it Knockout looks worse City, Splatoon. like that was, I thought, relatively innovative, but it just, there's no market, I don't think, for these smaller experimental games. And it makes me kind of sad, but at the same time, I don't know what the solution is. The solution is the next game that we're going to talk about. The other piece, of the, we'll get to that in a second, but the other piece of the puzzle with this is, and I, I think this looks like a worse version of Splatoon and also kind of a worse version of like Fortnite. These games are all trying to be Fortnite. Fortnite, I feel like, was designed in the same way and with the same sort of principle at the forefront of the designer's mind. And Fortnite caught on and obviously is still a huge deal. These developers are just hunting for the next Fortnite. I do not think Foam Stars is it. So we'll move on to the Plucky Squires, which... This was yes. my this number was also, one. Number one. This was top three for me. This is definitely top three yeah. for me. I, 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 yeah, I kind of expected all of us to agree on this. I think when you talk about innovating, innovation, this looked truly unique and potentially engrossing. I think it also maybe has a little bit of something for everyone. So, Stephen, is it fair to assume brightly colored indie? Just again using that template. Are you in on this? Yep, I'm down. Give me a little plucky yeah. squire. He looked cute. I liked the way of like the way it looked walking through the map and like the weird transitions it would do. It just seemed like a fun, different game that it's just bright. It looks happy. It's just going to. Yeah. Be a but good there's also playing. the night and the lowly page. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> this game, I, I have to des describe what it is if you didn't see the showcase. This game, you have you're basically this character that traverses between the 2D and the 3D world via paper books or there's like drawings on the wall there's even like little flags that were again 2d anything that's like this flat surface you would be on in the 2d world but you can just jump out you can use it for puzzle solving getting past certain points it was just so innovative the way that they went to this new method of traversing through a world and it just it's so good it's so good get this game everybody i know this is also like a very different style but it gave me the same internal feeling as the first time that I saw the It Takes Two trailer. 
And for me, It Takes Two was one of like the top games of whatever year that came out. And the fact that this is able to invoke the same feeling, and I know they're not even like remotely close to being the same thing, but the fact that like I was very excited about the potential for the innovation here and how unique it looked is only a good thing, in my opinion. And maybe at the Game Awards, when they they talk about this game, the creator will tell everyone to make babies. We could only hope for that level of zaniness. We're all in agreement on this one. This is this is a winner. Uh, releasing later this year. Actual date unknown. I'm gonna start skipping around a little bit because I, man, you could, uh, we could talk, or do you want to just you want to just keep going? I we mean, can just keep going in order. I think we're getting kind yeah, of. Why close. are you so unhinged? <laughs> I just I'm I, yeah I don't know I guess I'm I'm zany myself today. Uh, well in that case the next one tear down. I wanted to skip. Let me just be truthful. I wanted to skip this one because I'm not interested. Really? I'm not interested. In, I'm not interested in blocks. But I'm like, not interested in my, Minecrafty stuff. This isn't. This is like Minecraft with a purpose, and I know Minecraft has like a story behind it and like a mission and stuff. But this is basically a heist game with the building blocks and world of Minecraft. I don't and know that su- it was a heist game. It kind of looked like a heist game, and that seemed super cool to me. I don't know. It's heist. It's heisty for sure. It. I mean, it's. It looked more interesting than Minecraft. I'll give you that. Minecraft to me looks like the least interesting game on the face of the planet. So, I do not understand why it's why it's popular. This one I can understand the appeal. You just, are judging these games by their graphics, and it makes my heart hurt yeah. a little bit. On a, on occasion, I am. I feel like this game is trying to trick people into thinking that it's Minecraft, and I don't like that about it. I'm judging it harshly, in in, in fairness. Steven, what's your take on this one? Yeah, do you Cause it's, try to it's prove got that wrong. indie yeah. vibe. Or but agree with me. I don't remember this. I'm looking at pictures right now. You're probably uh, thinking, wow, it's I'm, like Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm out. I'm not in. Boom. He's out. I, I agree. Even though, I didn't like, really get it's Steam, it's ten out of ten, but yeah, yeah. I don't Okay. It doesn't look appealing to me. Well, it's coming later this year. So be on the lookout for that. Tell me why I'm wrong. I don't W Lady Six. Tell me I'm I'm foolish i'm going to give I, I man i can't decide whether the snake eater trailer was the worst trailer or the best trailer because it went on for like a minute and a half and i was like look at all this wildlife and then boom the guy shows up and i'm like oh it's metal gear solid but it took like it it was this was this this was weird to me i don't i think i didn't like it i think i think i'm landing on, on that end of things maybe i'm just getting cranky but like I've never been a big Metal Gear person. Me neither, but this trailer felt disingenuous and lengthy for no real reason. Just tell us it's coming back. Don't show us like a snake and an alligator and like all this. There's also going to have no bearing. It was just like... A long cutscene equals Metal Gear Solid. That's all you need to know. Are the cutscenes typically like watching Animal Planet? Because that's what this was like. They go on for like 20 minutes from what I've experienced, but yeah are you guys excited about this because I, I think illegal and i clearly are just like Meh. but we've never played it i've more i've never once played i'm more it, excited though. for the originals coming out like the first yes the old like the the, re- uh, the re-releases of the classics I again i agree but with that wholeheartedly master collection is coming autumn 2023 no release date for snake eater but yeah i, I just like and th- this is the information that i need is like if this is in keeping with how metal when i think metal gear solid i think the guy whose name i believe is snake or solid snake or something does badass espionage vaguely splinter celly kind of things in no way does it involve animal planet so i was like what are we doing here but i mean it sounds like long cutscenes are a hallmark of the series which is it's something that i wouldn't know i just 
I was like, it was weird. Cause again, it was, this was another trailer where I was like, I'm not interested in whatever this is. And then he showed up and I was like, well, I kind of have to be interested as a video gamer in this now. And I felt, I felt very taken in, which I didn't like. Also, I do think that this game is considered like the best in the series. A lot of people hold it in high regard. So I think that's kind of the big deal about it. It's just people just really loving this game. So seeing it come out with a remake will get a lot of people hyped. Highly anticipated, what we'll say. This is another... Man, they're testing me with pronunciation today. Towers of Agaspa? I, mean, I, I kind of made that up. Bless but you. Thank you. Building stuff is not my bag. That's... That's where I'm going to leave this one. This one was not. This one, this one is a was a was a no from me. This one, this trailer, I think could have done better. It was hard for me to discern what exactly you are doing in the trailer. That was my yeah, biggest I, takeaway. I, if they they if they can show something that that really sells it more and, and long. And again, this is why stop with the stupid laser light show. <laughs> Give me more trailer. Just it, it made it really hard to make a discernible comment on this game. This was another one where, and as I think we talked about with the past game, I couldn't tell what was gameplay and what wasn't. There are certain trailers that have very definitive jumping off points where we're going from cinematic to gameplay. You're seeing how the game is now played. To me, this was not one of them, but maybe I, I just, just wasn't getting through to me. Steven, bright colored indie. Where, are, are you... <laughs> Yay and A on this? I think I was watching this while working, so I don't really remember this one. I'm reading about it now. They're calling it a Breath of the Wild-like, so if it's going to be open world, it might lose me just because Zelda keeps me in with just the property. Right. So I probably won't jump into anything that isn't a Zelda when it comes to the open world. Well, are you... I don't know. We'll see. It comes to the reviews. Are you a Final Fantasy man? No, I'm out. Don't don't. Yeah, nope. he's I'm, he's full out. I'm out with this one too. I'm out. Yep. Sleepy time. It's time to take a nap. It's 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 hard with Final Fantasy. Like there were things in this trailer where I was like, okay, but 16 when I haven't played a single one. That's the big thing me. to me. But here's you're, the, you're, here's the thing. You're just a lot taking of the, your. A lot of the Final Fantasies, they all are kind of unique in their own right. They're not the same thing rescanned. They're not, you know, they're a different story. And this one, and I could be wrong on this, Final Fantasy fans, please correct me if I'm wrong. But this one, it looked like you have like an ability to turn into a beast depending on what character you are or some like, like Digivolve into something bigger and badder which i thought that was kind of a cool concept from a combat standpoint and i'm not against that i swear and i do like i obviously love kingdom hearts but and this has been a problem with final fantasy for me forever you slap a number like 16 on it i'm not i'm not in like if they called it something like a final fantasy game and then gave it a different title if it was like a self-contained game sure you got me final fantasy 16 i feel like my OCD makes me want to play all 15 before it, and nobody got the time And that's that. how they get you. It's it's weird because I feel like they have to just at this point be banking on the fact that they have super fans who have played every single one who are going to play this one because no one's jumping in at this point. I just, I think, I think there's a very small amount of people who are, who are doing that. With that said, and speaking of jumping in, I know we talked about Alan Wake 2, we t- I think we talked about its initial announcement like a year ago, really long time ago. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if I'll have to play Alan Wake quick update i have to play alan wake this was another top three top five of the showcase i thought this maybe looked the best out of all of them i was i'm all in on alan wake too i i start the clock i have like four months to play alan wake one and understand what's going on before playing this one i mean remedy has gotten me lately besides like their crossfire misfire most remedy games i have a good time with i still haven't played the original alan wake so i'm gonna have to do that as well but this looked really good. This looked like 
potential day one buy good for, for me which is again for me is, is is a rarity steven can you enlighten us are you an alan wake man or are you are, are you are you out on this one alan wake the first one on the xbox 360 was one of the scariest games i've ever oh, played oh no I was I'm I in. was tense I'm the so, entire time. No. Yeah, Nerd Bomber's out, but I'm so in. All you have is a flashlight as a weapon, pretty much, and you just have to shine it on beasts to dwindle them down, and you can't see anything. It's dark. Yes. Yeah, yes, I was scared. Yes. The I'm time. out here thinking that it was like a detective game. Why do I have that notion in my head? Oh, you're just a writer with weird visions. Oh, 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 Stephen <laughs> King, basically. A writer with a lot of issues. Ghost creatures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah, again, that just that makes me more in than I even was before. So, uh, goodbye, Nerd Bomber. She's gone. Darn it's it. over for her. Yeah, easy come, easy go. I guess. Steven, if memory serves, are you an Assassin's Creed? Are you a creeder? Are you a creed man? I I'm a lapsed creeder. Uh, if you're a, if, the last one I played was Odyssey. If you're a lapsed creeder, I don't, know I don't if I'll ever go back. Yeah, I, if you're a lapsed creeder. I don't think anything's anything about Assassin's Creed Mirage is going to draw you back. I it don't was... know if that's necessarily true because, like, this feels oh, like it's, on. it's but... going back to the original formula, though. Yeah, but but it's got the problem, like you just mentioned, with the OCD. Of you have to play the other one. Final Fantasy yeah. is yeah. I haven't played Odyssey or whatever the Valhalla yet, so it's like I'm not going to get Valhalla this. was great. I haven't played any of the other Assassin's Creed games, and that was great as just like a standalone Viking game. I had no idea what was going on for the like actual like overarching story parts of the game, but for the actual like I'm just a Viking part, I had a hell of a time. For me, and it's the the same problem with I get I guess it's similar problem to Final Fantasy. I get bored of a specific IP over and over and over and over, and honestly. The things that get me most excited in these showcases are when it's something completely fresh and new that hasn't been seen before or something Which that's so less far less. removed where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm good with, with a sequel now or, or, or something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, this, you know, and I get your point, Assassin's Creed at one point departed from its traditional formula and Mirage appears to be just the traditional formula. But like for me, and maybe I'm in a unique position, like for me... I saw this and I was like, okay, so it's just more Assassin's Creed. There's nothing interesting about this. I played Assassin's Creed 1 and Assassin's Creed 2. This looked like it may as well have been Assassin's Creed 2. Like, it looked like exactly the same thing. So I was just like, okay, they're, they're still doing this, which is fine. <laughs> but, like, I'm not I'm not interested. But it's coming out October 12th, uh, 2023. So if you are interested, you won't have to wait much longer for another Assassin's Creed. I'm going to pass the book on Revenant Hill because I literally do not remember it. Does anyone have specific thoughts about this one? I didn't write anything down for this one. I don't really know anything about it. I don't think anyone, no one knows else. anything about it. Yeah, it's a cat, it, 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 guys. It's a cat. If, it's from the same guys who did A Walk in the Woods, which I've heard is a really good indie. I have it on my Switch. I just haven't played it. So this might be one I'll get for like five bucks on sale or something whenever it comes out. Because usually those games do go pretty cheap. But it's something I'll keep on my radar. No release date. No release date yet for it. So complete TBD. Grand Blue Fantasy. I Again, I wrote visual overstimulation for this one and, and really nothing else. <laughs> I think at this point, and there will be a few exceptions as we get into the VR stuff, I started getting generally overstimulated, and I was like, okay, this looks like another game that I'm not, I am not particularly interested in, so I will admit to having mentally checked out for this trailer. Basically no memory of it, other than there was a lot of things happening. I think I think this one looked yeah. okay. This is this is like a, if it comes across as like a Switch $5 buy, I'd probably buy it kind of thing. But beyond that, it again, it just seems kind of cookie cutter to a lot of the other games that we've seen come out 
with that art style, with the the combat style. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting kind of bored with this stuff we're seeing as a whole, or maybe I'm just becoming a crotchety old man. Who knows? But that one didn't do it. The next one, however, you always, you always get me yeah, down I, right before I get, I get back up again. But you're see, never gonna keep I me knew, down. Street yeah, Fighter, Street Fighter Six I don't was a big. And yeah, we talked about it on the show before. Nerd Bomber and I not really interested. Tactic is interested enough for all three and, of and us. I'm interested enough for the so, same reason I was interested enough when we brought it up last time. Because in Street Fighter, you always pick a character, fight this character, and you go through the story as that pick a character person. Whereas this is now more kind of Tony Hawk esque vibes, where you make your custom character and you go through the story, you develop, you learn things based on like all of these various interactions with all of the other fighters and it's a new take on street fighter and that excites me plus the character customization is pretty in-depth steven is your background on street fighter deep or broad in any way it's a it's a zippo it's a zip i got nothing yeah i mean i i think the fact that it's doing an open world single player single player campaign like that seems unique to the franchise so there's certainly exciting things percolating for it but not not for me this one comes out like this week june 2nd so tactic are you salivating i'm not salivating but it's definitely much more exciting for the franchise is my stance i bet you're salivating about ultros do i have that right um, it seems like this seemed you they found this the source like code hi, hi, for metroid hi, hi. yeah and then skinned it <laughs> i figured steven would be hyped for this one as well this this did look metroidy you're, you're talking about 2d side-scrolling platformer the best metroid, looks kind yeah. of old school I, I think there's new school elements. There's some unique things. He's like growing the vines that he swings on. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I was I was into that. My my glands, my my saliva glands are definitely a lot more front front and forward on Ultros than they are Street Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> good. We better put it, but good to know. Comes out 2024. Steven, any further thoughts on Ultros? Because yeah, it sounds like you were the hype train conductor on this one. Yeah, just give me a Metroidvania, and I'm there. That's all I need. Yeah. No further, no further details. Uh, Nerd Bomber, are you just going to let us salivate? I keep saying salivate. I can't. Yeah, I'm not a big Metroid 2D fan. So for me, like, I'm very happy for all of you guys that this looks very cool. Okay, fair enough. Tower of Fantasy. I'm not going to lie. I thought this game, there's a lot of like mechas and like robotic animals. And I looked at Tactic and I was like, if this has a number at the end of this, then I'm out. If it is a new IP then I might actually be in. And it was a new IP, so I'm actually into this one. I was like, oh, look, yeah. they just showed Grand Blue Fantasy. They're going to show it again, <laughs> but with towers. No, this has, yeah. like, aminals. There was robot horsies. You give me a robot horsey, I'm I'm here. About, I, this, yeah, I think Tactic, you put it right, where this looks like Grand Blue Fantasy, and I wasn't interested in that one either. So <laughs> I, was just, I was just like, okay, looks like exactly the same thing, and that's, I wasn't interested the first time. Steven, Tower of Fantasy, are you going to be towering or are you going to be not towering? I will not be towering. I'm looking it up right now. Apparently, it's already out. It's a free-to-play game. Really? On mobile. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an Android and iOS game. My phone so, battery is not good enough to support mobile gaming at this point anymore. So, yeah, I'm out. Dragon's Dogma 2. This was another one that I was like, what, what, when was Dragon's Dogma 1? Because I missed it. Really? It's it's like a very... I did. It's Old. This one looked good. It's I, I, thought, I thought this one looked good. Dragon's Dogma consistently goes on sale for the Switch because it was remastered. So, but I don't. I don't know if it's a game that you would like. It kind of feels like a not quite as good Skyrim slash Dragon Age type sort of game. Dragon Age might not be a great comparison because I don't think there's a lot of dialogue options. But yeah, it. I mean, it's like a fantasy game. So 
I think a lot of people are probably excited about this. This was, again, a, a situation in which I was like, I would be, if this was just Dragon's Dogma and there was no two on the end, my interest level would have been higher. But, alas, it had a two on the end. Nerd Bomber's favorite game, Five Nights at Freddy's. At Freddy's. Yeah, hard out on this one. Help Wanted 2, uh, releasing late 2023. This felt like, and the trailer was essentially just like, it felt like the beginning of um, Portal, where you're like trapped in a company's think tank i've never played a five nights at freddy's i don't know why i would start now which again it feels very wet blankety but it's just it's the truth steven have you spent any nights at freddy's let alone five too too scary too scary yeah i'm out the the nerd bomber school of video gaming tactic yeah. i don't know if you're a five nighter i i could care less i i've said it before on the show and i'll say it again five night and freddy is a movie ip and should just be a movie ip it, i don't like it as a video game period yeah it probably wouldn't be allowed in your house either let's treat let's treat the psvr2 games as a block because i don't think any large, of us have psvr2 so it's correct. one of those like things where we all look at it and we're like oh that's neat that's it the one that i know was in a previous showcase and i I made special mention of it before and i'll make special mention of it again is synapse far and away the most interesting looking one to me it looked very super hotty Mm -hmm. and super hot was my favorite vr experience that i had also comes out on the fourth of july which seems like a weird time to release also very interesting concepts to go into people's dreams and mess with their subconscious like the plot's got to be fantastic on that yeah, I mean, I I have no, as you were kind of saying, Nerd Bomber, I have no plans to get PSVR 2. So this was really just like, oh, interesting. And then I kind of stopped thinking about but it. If you if you watch Synapse and enjoyed like the puzzle me- mechanics that they had, not necessarily the shooting, but really like the, move, the ways to progress by, like I said, puzzling, you should really check out the Talos Principle too. <laughs> wow, you're already shouting out games from the first section of the showcase. Anyone have any other VR games? Arizona Sunshine. They want to Arizona Sunshine too. Not only looked like a fantastic game to play, but it made me want to buy Arizona Sunshine One. It looked great. It looked fun. It looked like a great fit for VR. Zombie killing, sarcastic quips. Ugh, where you can't go wrong. Yeah, I agree with you. Synapse was probably the number one on there, but like Arizona Sunshine Two looked great. I don't know it. I don't think it could, I don't think that the humor could interest me for long enough to like consistently play it, but maybe it's not that long of a game. Also, I have a question about just like VR in general. We've talked about on the show that Rock Band should definitely come back, but why not make it come back with like plastic attachments to your VR stuff? And then you can like be in a concert hall. Has anyone ever pitched this? Can someone pitch this? I haven't pitched it. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I just think you just lost a million dollars by saying that out into the ether. I yeah, don't own. Uh, the, I don't tra- own the, trademark the, the IP on, Co- just, on. Just say copyright on hero. Copyright. We've we've copyrighted anyone who steals it now has to pay us. Okay. Well, yeah. The VR again. I, none of us have the VR. I have no immediate plans to get VR, so we'll move on from that. Beat Saber is getting Queen songs. I think Beat Saber looks fun, but again, that's VR. I never never played it. I want to talk about Marathon because yes, I'm in. I I and like. There wasn't a whole lot to be in on. Like this trailer was very kind of broadly cinematic with not a lot of understanding of what's actually happening, but I'm willing to trust Bungie. I'm excited just on their pedigree for a new game because like Destiny we were into and now there's just so much lore that I've missed that I find it difficult to get back into. And I'm excited for like a fresh slate sort of game from Bungie, even if it's like a 
Destiny-esque game that feels very similar, but it's just a new story. Like, I'm kind of okay with that because I didn't dislike Destiny. I actually really liked it. I just need a fresh start with a game. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. read a little bit about the Marathon video game. It is a first-person shooter game developed and published by Bungie and released in December 1994 for the Apple Macintosh. I just wanted to read Wait, that out what? loud. Can't say I knew that. Yeah, this is apparently a remake. Really? <clears throat> that did not come across. It's not, a, it's not a remake. It's just something in the world. It's not a sequel. It's just in the same world kind of thing. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, that makes this a deep cut from Injury Turn 2. The game isn't a direct sequel to the originals, but Bungie says it plays along in the same universe. And Stephen, is it fair to say, again, science space shooter has you just, uh, you know, out the door? Yeah, well, one thing, too, about this, it says is, yeah, it's PvP game focused and won't have a single player campaign. Therefore, I'm oh, that's single player. A, okay, that that's a hit I'm maybe. as well. Yeah. Bungie, come on. Don't entice me with a game that has no single player. Destiny 2 DLC. I guess Cade is alive. I, that was I, I. I'm again, and you were kind of hinting at this in your bummer. I'm so outside the Destiny ecosystem now. I've been gone too long that I was just like, okay, I guess Kate's alive, and then I kind of just moved on mentally. I'm sure it will give Destiny people what they want, which is just more things. Concord. I have no idea what this is. Yeah, very little to go on here. I'm definitely interested, uh, just based on the vibe. But this was one of the more minimal trailers. Though. Is it? Yeah. See again, I don't. I'm not doing the the deep dive research on this. Which maybe is a, is a failing of me as a, as a podcaster, but I watched this and thought, I, I do, "Oh, you're going to be exploring things on in a single player mode." I do wonder. If it's not if that, then yeah, I'm less interested again. Are developers just? It, it feels like year over year we're getting more and more PvP games and less and less story games, and this might be just again the system. But does anyone else feel this way? I don't know if I agree. I, I, again, I, I think the cases of that that we're seeing are by and large companies trying to recreate the wild success of things like Fortnite that are very very microtransaction driven and can just kind of go on forever maybe concord is trying to do that same thing I, when i when i see pure pvp game that's that's immediately what i what i jump to i'm not sure that we are seeing more of them now than we were a couple of years ago that that, that may be a in, in your head I, I, I don't know that's just one man's opinion i don't want to break the tie here are pvp games becoming more popular or too popular i feel like in the indie scene we're still getting a lot of good single player games but yeah, thank from god like, for those developers from the uh the large-scale developers there is a lot of multiplayer stuff coming out and it's just like Meh, i'm too old for that it's such a terrible take but i like the less time you have as you get older i feel like those type of games where you have to be really like coordinating time to play with other other friends and like squad based games and then not only coordinate time to play together but then get good enough to beat other people who have a lot of time to get together and become good i yeah i don't have the time for that the, the barrier to entry is implicitly higher well with that said i think we're gonna we're gonna an hour in take our take our break <laughs> we're, we're overdue we'll come back and talk about some of the bigger announcements from sony as far as new hardware and then of course the big final game hint hint wink wink and then we'll get into what we've been up to and the quiz but before we do all of that we'll take a short break i will take this opportunity to shout out our fantastic patreon producer mr stephen keller stephen thanks happy to have you here happy to have you supporting the show as you have now for quite a while i feel like i need to hop in my car right now usually that's what you guys are saying this part oh how weird really so you typically you're hopping in the car i'm driving while i'm listening to you guys i'm also a big uh, podcast listener while driving well you're not driving you can relax 
you're driving the bus here on on the show, but you're not driving in real life. At least, I don't know, maybe you are. Maybe you've been driving this whole time and we just don't know. But yes, thank you again. Steven supports us at the highest level of the three levels on our Patreon. And it's the night level. He gets this occasional guest spot on the show as well as a weekly producer shout out, input into the weekly game segment, and of course, access to the monthly secret segment and the vlog. There is also a squire level of support, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and a page. Oh, secret segment and the vlog and a page level gets you access to the monthly secret segment. Any of the details on all of those three levels of support can be found over at patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Head over there. Say hi to us. Say hi to Steven and uh, consider giving back to this show that you may or may not be listening to while driving right now. We'll take a short break and come back to talk more PlayStation and get into what we've been up to. Okay, so at this point, we got a couple of announcements that were non-game-centric. The Gran Turismo trailer was the... I, I, sk- I skipped this. I'm going to be totally honest. I well, we like, already kind of saw this. Yeah, we, this we, we, we talked yeah. about it as a whole topic. I don't, I don't think we need to dwell on it. What we do need to dwell on is PlayStation Q, which is their attempt at a cloud-based handheld. Being released later this year, no official release date noted. We saw it. We saw what I think is the actual hardware, which is basically just looks like a DualShock controller with a screen in the middle of it, much like a Steam Deck, a Switch, any of those things. I am going to meet this with the level of skepticism that I meet anything that has cloud-based in the title. I'm skeptical immediately. I think it looks great. I think the idea is great. Without quantum I think computing, li- the latency is going to hurt. I think they're a little late to the party, and I think it may be good, but it's... As, and I'm sure the price point is going to be high enough that it's going to price me out, even if I'm, you know slightly interested for me but i don't know i mean is this a big deal for you guys the biggest thing here and i have nothing really against like i'm starting to warm up to the idea of cloud-based gaming because i've used xbox's now cloud gaming on various devices and like on my steam deck it works very well i think the sticking point for me here is that it's running off of your own playstation a lot of the other cloud services like they have computers and like in a server bank somewhere and they have very high internet speeds on their end. So then it's just really how good your internet is to access that. The fact that this has to run off your own PlayStation now requires you to have really good home. I mean, that. I, I think the vision for this and how they, how they probably guess this is going to be used is how you often use the switch, which is I could turn on the TV and my PlayStation and play that way. Or I could like lay in my bed and play PlayStation. But like, at what, that point you could use thing. Steam Deck for that. I don't know. Too. Maybe I'm, underthinking it but i feel like that's probably the use case that they're predominantly well, that, and that's where where it comes um, where it goes to is the price point needs to be incredibly competitive or else i just don't see a world where to nerd bomber's point you could just use steam deck if if it's like 200 bucks i'm in yeah if it's any more than that i'm out you need they need to incentivize people in some way but at this point all it is is, it is a will not and be, a controller. It will not be it's not going to be I mean your controller bucks. alone is chance. like 70 bucks. Right. So throwing a screen and a screen alone is like 70 bucks. So throwing 60% profit or yeah, it doesn't mean they can profit, charge give me my screen. But that's my point is I can do that on a Steam Deck and have access to a much deeper library, games library. So why wouldn't I just get the Steam Deck? I don't I don't I don't I, I think that's minimizing what this thing <laughs> what this thing needs to do. Steven, do you have a counterpoint here or are you in agreement that maybe this is not gonna work out super well? I don't think it'll work out. It definitely is not for me. 
if I want to play, I come to my PlayStation for games like one we're going to talk about soon and God of War and Star Wars Jedi Survivor and Last of Us and Uncharted. I want to play those on the biggest screen, not on a tiny little screen. Right. They demand quote unquote yeah. theatrical experiences. I I, th- I think I feel similarly like the Switch addresses a different kind of game than what I play on the PS5. It sounds like we're, we're kind of similar in that regard. Are you interested in the earbuds at all? Because again, I, I, I kind uh, of am. This I'm much more interested in this than I am. I live alone, so I don't need earbuds. So yeah, no, I'm good. That's that's a fine point. I sometimes for certain games, and I'm guessing Alan Wake is going to be one of those games. Having headphones in, whether you're alone or not, heightens the. I honestly think though, like headsets are more comfortable. Is it worth buying earbuds that are probably going to be like a hundred dollars? Earbuds hurt my little ears. I have little baby ear canals, guys. They hurt. Headsets hurt the top of my head. I've got a soft head. Yeah, different uh, different strokes for different folks. No price or release date mentioned for the earbuds that I'm aware of. And that brings us to the main event, which I know we're all excited about. Look, is there anyone here who isn't going to pre-order or day one buy Spider-Man 2? Before, like, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this and, and everything that happened in this like 10-minute expose, I, you could show me nothing and I would buy it day one. That's like, And the timing is perfect, right into the easing into winter. So th- yeah, this is this is another day one buy. There's really just like I said, the two games I'm bu- absolutely buying, no questions asked. This one and the other one, and y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't need to say. I, I'm I'm going to turn it over to Stephen because I know he's been waiting very patiently to dare I say salivate about Spider-Man Two. And so St- Stephen, initial thoughts on the trailer, on the concept, on the look, etc. It's it's Spider-Man. Like it doesn't look like it's really changing the formula which it doesn't need to the swap between characters could be interesting i think that's maybe the one big change but the first game was just so much fun and miles morales was so much fun like i just immediately want to drop everything and play those two games again just to get hyped for this game yeah you're you're immediately touching on i think one of the main points that i wanted to make which is yeah the, the, and the gameplay trailer did exactly what it needed to do it showcased at least one villain sorry at least two villains that you're going to have to contend with throughout this game it showcased a lot of the symbiote stuff and it also showcased the character switching outside of those things and in particular outside of the symbiote and the and the and the character switching they don't they could do the same exact game again they could add nothing and i would buy it that's that's kind of they're in a unique position here that for me they pretty much have carte blanche so like i'm seeing a lot of things online talking about how the symbiote suit looks how how the voice sounds is it like i I actually thought the voice sounded good just give me more of the gameplay you can't change the voice too much otherwise it won't be peter parker and then it'll tip everyone around him off to the fact that peter parker is not really all peter parker right now i think they they did a decent job with the voice acting you know giving him a little bit more of a gruffer edge but not completely changing his voice altogether. I think that's exactly what they needed to do, at least in this part of the story where Miles Morales is just kind of like, mm, something's well, off, and- but doesn't quite know what it is. Imagine if Peter Parker's just like, oh, Peter Parker! He'd be like, what? Well, it has to just be the same voice and a little bit more gruff because there's going to be a point in the story where he rips off, rips away from the symbiote. So it's going to go back to the normal voice. It has to. I, just for the interest of discussion pick a nit here gameplay trailers like this are interesting because someone presumably a developer or someone is actually playing the game and showing you how certain combos work things like that they're obviously going to do so in a way that's typically basically flawless so my immediate concern was the symbiote suit 
looks overpowered. It looks too powerful. But that's probably because some expert level developer is playing this and knows exactly how to do it exactly right. Or even a computer's playing it and just doing it right. Well, yes and no. That's that's in part intention. Yeah, they want to sh- they want to show you all the cool things it can do and right. how powerful it can be. But I don't want to breathe through this game. It's, it's kind of my point. Right. No, 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 no. We all know that that Spider-Man is crazy powerful with the symbiote embedded into his suit. And that's what makes getting rid of it such like a powerful moment. And I think that'll also help make the swap between Peter Parker and Miles feel very impactful because you're going to breeze through it with the symbiote suit and then be like, oh, okay. Like Miles had a lot of really cool new gadgets in this trailer as well, which I thought were awesome, but he won't be as overpowered as Peter Parker with the Venom. Also, just add more bad guys. It, like I, In every single game, they've scaled the difficulty appropriately where it never was like just too easy. So I think they'll just, if it's too easy, there's probably going to be a point where there's just crazy amounts of bad guys to level set that. The other side of it is, if any one of you watching did enjoy the way that combat looked and you want to kind of get a taste of that ahead of time, check out the game Prototype. It has a very simil- similar combat style and you could probably get it for like... A hay penny a, or something. A, it, it's a hay pretty penny? old game at this a point. Wow. Yeah, it's <laughs> be right back. Got a catchy Google tune that. or whatever. But yeah, check out the game prototype for sure. Web lines, huge deal. Which like yes, because it would be so frustrating to position where it was like optimal to like stealth kill people, and now you could just be like a very small thing that feels like a direct result of fans asking for it i don't know if that's actually true but it seems like the kind of thing that fans of the game would ask for be like why can't we do this and then the developer would be like okay you could do this gonna be huge i I mean throughout this trailer you know we i'm sure at some point we're going we're going to get a quote-unquote story trailer that tells you what the story of the game is in the context of this trailer that's basically just an extended look at gameplay we're getting whiffs of it where they're trying to track down the lizard but not necessarily because he's doing bad stuff they want they need him to help with something that harry harry osborne's got going on this is all kind of being exchanged in dialogue as they're like you know having a boat chase which by the way the jet ski thing oh just great so you're kind of hardly hearing it as it's happening but again i don't care what the story like i I just i don't care about any of it just give me the game it it, is kind of my overarching they could show me a turd and be like this is spider-man 2 and i'd be like here you go here's 70 bucks maybe that means i don't spend my money wisely but that's just that's just kind of how i feel steven any further thoughts any things you want to highlight in this trailer or are you in a of a mindset like myself of just like just take my money and let me play this yeah i don't need to see another trailer I don't need to see gameplays. I don't need to read previews. Just let the game come out so I can play it. Yeah, I mean, this trailer has been a long time coming for the past however many years. We've had basically a single still of the two Spider-Men and have known that this is coming. And so as a result, there's a lot of hype. I We can go around the room. I, I think it delivered. I think it delivered fully. Does anyone disagree with that? I guess. I'm full Fall 2023, big holiday game for sure big as as the weather gets colder as tactic said we'll all be playing this so we'll get excited for that that rounds out the showcase if we missed anything or didn't talk too much about something you want us to talk more about complain at us we love it at online warriors one on twitter is our main show account we have at ow ladies illegal lady six it's my account at ow tactic at ow nerd bomber you can go check out steven's twitter as well i'll let him shout it out if he wants to i don't know his handle off the top of my head but yeah 
PlayStation Showcase. It's time for What Are You Up To Wednesday, where we find out what we've all been up to. And of course, I would be remiss if I did not turn things over to our main man, Steven, to get kicked off here. Steven, what have you been up to in the, the past like three months? <laughs> you know, take us through the high points. <laughs> well, we just talked a lot about video games, and I think it's time to talk about some more. I've been playing, I've played the probably the two biggest games of the year so far that I think most people have been excited for with Jedi Survivor. Uh, it Ooh, was amazing. How was it? It improves on Fallen Order in every way possible. It's nice because it's not like, like in Metroid where you lose your powers every time you start the game. You don't do that in this game. You still have like, most of your core powers. You still have push, pull. You still have everything so you feel powerful at the beginning and you still learn stuff throughout the game. The story's great. There's a bunch of side missions that they call rumors that you go investigate. It's really fun and exciting. I mean, it was just overall, it was just a fun game to play. The story felt new to the Star Wars universe. I mean, people complain that it's been buggy. I didn't have really too much. I crashed a couple times, but never lost more than like 10 minutes of gameplay. So for me, it was great. It's like uncharted Star Wars. Is it any like, easier? <laughs> you can but change the difficulty. There's okay, but we've, of... ta- we've talked on the show. I can't do that. Oh, I won't be you... doing that. I had to. Whatever the base difficulty is, I'll either play it and beat it, or I'll hate the game. Like, this is my trouble. I very. I think it's customizable where you can change, like, the bo- The bad guys are difficult, but the puzzles are still f- the normal. Ooh. You can kind of customize it that way, I believe. That's that's interesting. Okay, that's but, interesting. Like, yeah, like, it's. it felt easier, like, playing it. Like, maybe it was just because I played Fallen Order right before playing into this. So I had the buttons down. I had. I was used to parrying. I was used to the dodging and stuff like that. But I don't feel yeah. like I died for quite a while in the game until, yeah, towards the end. For so those like, just jumping into the easy. podcast, I very famously couldn't, like, I, I got, like, 10 minutes in the first one. And I was like, this is too hard. <laughs> I stopped I playing was, it, which, like, it feels sacrilegious to even say that, but that's what happened. There is one point in the game that I didn't like because you're, I mean, it's going to be a slight spoiler, but you're building your character up through the whole game. And then for a big boss battle at the end, they switch it up on you. And so you're not being able to use your powers you've been gaining. Like your health is lower. You don't have the same powers. And so it just kind of, that boss kind of sucked. Yeah. Also, there's a lot more stems. Like I think I finished with like 10 stems at the end of the game. So like you've got a lot of health, a lot more health than the first game. So I feel like overall it was just a better experience than the first game good to know I, I mean you've made good time i mean that game it's been out for like a month but i mean probably yeah. a pretty beefy game so well i had for to getting all through I, it. I had to get it through it before tears of the kingdom ah, that's yes. what i'm playing right now and that again is another game that's improved on the first games in every price step of the way the new abilities are great the creative this is a big question still Nothing there decorative. still there Still but there? Like, I don't know. I, I I guess that never bothered me with Breath of the Wild, so it's not really bothering me now. But I think this game, what's nice about it is the creativity of using your powers to solve puzzles, like sticking this cart with a fan, with a hook, to cross this ledge that there's a rail that you got to slide across. Like, you feel like you're breaking the game when you're solving the puzzles, but you know that the developers wanted you to break it that way. So it's kind of, it's just fun. I will say that it's a little bit too open, that if you don't go into it with a mindset of, okay, this is what I'm going to do today, you're just going to wander around and feel like you didn't accomplish much. So it's like, all right, today I'm just going to go get towers, unlock the map, do some shrines. 
And the next day I'm going to go do some story or I'm going to go do some side missions. Like you kind of have to go in with a, a goal. Right. Yeah. It's Zelda. People are like losing their jobs over this game. I know this is like, this is like a huge deal. Losing their jobs is in they're not showing up for work because it's too good. Yeah. I, I'm not a Zelda guy, so I'm, I'm, I don't have a horse in this race, but everything I have heard is that it's, it's an improvement on Breath of the Wild, which seems unfathomable to me considering how successful Breath of the Wild was. But yeah, you're, I mean, Breath of the Wild basically feels like a beta to this game. Like, which again, just hearing that just, I cannot wait to sink my teeth into this. Seeing all of the builds. You don't even have to do that. Like Uh, I rarely uh, build. uh, And so like you can play the game like a standard Zelda game, or you can build these murderous traps that people have been building. Yeah, I'm pro murderous trap. It's just fun. There's a soundbite for the show. Technic is pro murderous trap. Awesome. Anything else you want to update us on, or are you going to kick it, kick the ball to somebody else? Oh, kick the ball. I gotta kick go play dungeon. I'll take the ball. I was I was out last week, so I I feel like I have a lot of things to catch up on. First thing I want to shout out actually is another podcast that I've started listening to, which I try not to shout out other podcasts on the show because we're the one and only true amazing podcast, as you all know. Uh, but I've started listening to a podcast called The Rewatchables, which is part of the Ringerverse. Uh, a bunch of podcasts that are put together by the ringer which i think is a sports website nominally rewatchables is a podcast where they basically just talk about old movies that are rewatchable based on certain criteria and and describe what makes them rewatchable think about how they could be recast essentially just an hour and a half of talking about movies that i love i mean i'm kind of going through and there's a huge backlog so i'm going through and picking choosing movies that i like i just recently listened to one about oceans 11 for example really really fun really easy listening uh, so i would recommend recommend that to anyone who likes movies and movie podcasts i've listened to a lot of different movie podcasts aside from that churning through a lot of late season television right now succession is ending right after this i'm going to watch the series finale of succession because it's premiering tonight uh ted lasso is ending this coming week i'm also all, ca- all caught up on that and uh just recently got a copy of metroid remastered metroid prime remastered i should say so i'm going to be starting that later this week also just recently got my hands on the callisto protocol which kind of scared to try to try that one based on a lot of things i've heard about it but that's probably in line right after metroid prime remastered which um, i have so much experience with those games i'll probably be done with the whole three game collection and you know two weeks or something but yeah that's kind of rounds things out considering all the outdoor projects i've been i've been working on which i'm not really going to give airtime to because they just give me blisters and not a lot of enjoyment nerd bomber continue us on this road i don't have as much to update on i'm still reading the outlander series novel dragonfly and amber it's a hefty book guys it's 967 pages and i think i'm up to like page 600 so i'm still working my way through that we did watch a movie called bar fight and this has melissa fumero from brooklyn 99 in it i think she was also in blockbuster but that show came and went and essentially it's about a couple that breaks up amicably but then they realize they divided everything up except the bar that they're both regulars at so they have to do a bunch of zany competitions to figure out who's going to get the bar and uh it was a fun movie like it's pretty much exactly what i expected from it if you're looking for like stupid bar humor type stuff that is the movie for you it's i think it's new it's on hulu so that's pretty much how we did though a lot of yard work that i like you said i don't want to give airtime to it because it's just like how much can you talk about mulch yeah i don't know not that much i don't know what i was about to try and say in defense of mulch there's not a whole lot i can say (laughs) it's that time of year for sure uh well in that case mr t so the best part about yard work here we go (laughs) 
No, the, there is something outdoors worth mentioning that we did that is absolutely a fun time because it's a fun story. Illegal, just so you know, we've got a couple jalapeno plants, so uh, whenever you're ready to throw those back, we'll be here for you. Thanks for the, thanks for the heads up. Yeah, we're actually thinking about starting a garden. We haven't done it, but... We're, 10 out of 10 recommend. It's. I would it's say we're light, we're, we're lightly weighing that. You just have um, to fight all of nature. I, I need to, to figure out... Yeah, I need to f- figure out how to take care of myself before I can figure out how to take care of plants. I think that's kind of where, where we're at. Okay, so your update, just to clarify, your update is gardening. Yes, it is, is happening. done. It, hey, fair enough. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it is that time of year. Well, we are going to head into our quiz which I've actually had this quiz pl- uh, planned on the books for a couple weeks now, again, considering me missing last week. This is about Starbucks. I will say I'm glad I'm not participating in this quiz because I'm not a big Starbucks person, as it were. I know it's a phenomenon. Also, this is not in the quiz, but they just came out with a drink. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's got olive oil, like olive oil coffee, the Oleato. I've heard it's making people poop. Yeah, I would think so. It sounds horrible. I'm sure it's not. But also, Stephen, if you're a big Oleato man, I'm sorry if I just offended you but it sounds kind of gross to me so yeah starbucks uh we're gonna do this the typical way meaning well price is right style all of these are numerical results numerical answer questions five questions here if there's a tiebreaker needed at the end i will have to find one because i have five questions written here we are going to um, let me think we'll give steven the most advantage i think steven going last gives him the most advantage uh as Here's far as the, the standings are though yeah here like we go standings update standings update tactic six and three top dog he will go first because i believe that gives everyone else a slight advantage technically i'm not top dog steven is top dog that's correct we'll get to that tactic six and three myself five and seven nerd bomber four and seven cruising to the scary video game punishment towards the end of the year let's all keep our fingers <sighs> crossed for that steven one to know uh which i imagine is why why he requested a score update uh it's two and oh it's two and oh no he's two and oh yeah it's two and oh let's i probably right. just I probably just didn't write it down last time because I was like, obviously, Stephen won again. Uh, Stephen, 2-0. Oh. My, my apologies to to the fans and to Stephen. Uh, we'll see if you can keep that undefeated record. Let's roll right into it here. Tactic, like I said, you will go first because that gives everyone else a disadvantage. When was Starbucks founded? Looking for a year. This was this was like just before Y2K, 1999. No way. Uh, we'll go Nerd Bomber next. I'm going to say 1965. And Stephen. That's right where I was around. I'm going to go 70, 1970. He's off to a hot start, ladies and gents. March 30th, 1971. Disco Boo. and coffee. Uh, 70s was a big decade. Yeah, Nerd Bomber, you got smoked. Um, well, hey, he's he, he look, he wants the undefeated season, and also he wants you to lose, and we all want that. Except for you, probably. Uh, okay, Nerd Bomber, you will start us off next. How many locations does Starbucks have worldwide? 600, oh, wait, no, worldwide. Just to well, clarify, were you about to say 600 something? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you a little hint. It's more than that. Yeah, I know. Worldwide. Um, worldwide. Mr. Rob- I'm going to say 5,069. Steven? Wow. Also, everyone has a plus one, by the way. It's kind of weird with three players, but I feel like everyone still has a plus yeah. one. Yeah. So. I'm going to say 20,000. And tactic. I'm going to say 50,000. Ooh. Uh, you and Steven were essentially equidistant from the answer. You, of course, busted. Thirty-five thousand seven hundred and eleven. Who let this guy on the show? Actually, so we're at a, closer. We're at I was, a point. I was closer. Oh, okay, all right. Technically, you were closer, but you still didn't get a point. So yeah, we're at a point now where I, I don't know. I guess you wouldn't, Nerd Bomber. You and Tactic have to like make an alliance to try and beat him because 
it's yeah that's where we are the good news is he goes first for the next question which gives him a theoretical disadvantage but yes it's it's steven two you two losers big zero how many milligrams of caffeine are in a grande coffee who knows this stuff um well that's why that's what makes it a great quiz question probably no one i mean the internet knows but you know how many milligrams i'm gonna go with 15 milligrams of what caffeine oh this is 100 damn you so I think a standard cup of coffee is 50 milligrams of caffeine. So because the grande is bigger, I was going to say double. Shoot. 101. I'll use my plus one. Plus one was used to great effect. So a 16 ounce cup of brewed coffee contains around 190. The grande contains 330. As a matter of comparison. Really? That's the same amount of caffeine as three cans of Red Bull. And it's also like just barely under the daily safe dose of caffeine, which I believe is 400. Are you kidding me? So, guys, be careful. That's I put this question in because a lot of you weirdos out there are probably drinking like two of these a day and almost dying. So, let's not do that. Nerd Bomber, you're on the board. Again, tactic at this point, you kind of have to just like help Nerd Bomber. I guess that's not true. You could get the last two, right? But Steven's still, of course, in the driver's seat with two points. In This is an interesting one. And then we're back to tactic going first. In 2020, how much gift card money was left unclaimed in Starbucks gift cards? Seven thousand dollars. Nerd bomber. No, way more than that. Probably like fifty k. And Steven. Fifty k plus one. Yeah, you Ugh, guys gave you guys gave Steven an absolute alley oop. He could have he could have plus <laughs> a million it. hundred sixty. How about one hundred sixty four and a half million dollars? Oof. You have to bear in mind this was a pandemic year. Yeah, um, that's right. I didn't think about that. So with that, Steven, you can just kind of sit back. So what you're saying is when you got it, if you got a gift card in that year, they were being passive aggressive. They're like, go into the coffee shop. I mean, I think they take longer than that to expire. I actually don't know what the expiration time is, but presumably these are like gift cards that were bought in 2019 that people didn't use. In any case, it's a lot of, lot of quiche. The final question, which Nerbomber will answer first, even though Steven already won. How many disposable cups does Starbucks go through in one year as an like entire company? One billion. Steven, you already used your plus one. Don't even think about one billion and one. Yeah. I mean, it's a good time to use a one, but then I, someone's after me, so I can't do that because then he's going to use his plus one. I'm going to say 675 million. One billion and one. Huge plus one for Tactic getting on the board late. How about seven billion, guys? <sighs> seven billion cups. Which is really sad. Again, this is like, this makes me sad giving this answer. Seven billion disposable cups. So. That brings us to three to one to one, and Steven moves to three wins on the year. Just just clowning on you guys. Like, he didn't even make it seem hard. I am from Washington, uh, which, so that kind of was a cheat. Oh, you did, so you did have an implicit advantage. Yeah. Well, this, again, th- but this topic was decided like weeks ago, and then like, some extenuating circumstances. But in my defense, I don't drink coffee anymore. I drink mud water now, so I don't know um, coffee. Uh, boy, I'm going to want some clarification on the whole mud water thing, but maybe we can do that off the air. I don't even know what that means. Oh, you haven't seen YouTube ads then? I don't. My wife has YouTube Premium. Shout out to YouTube Premium. Oh, lucky. Not a sponsor, but really should be. Easily our best subscription service that we have. Because uh, YouTube ads are not not my friend. Anyways, uh, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us on this ultimately extended episode of the Online Warriors podcast in which we broke down the PS Sony showcase and, uh, and in which Stephen relentlessly dunked on you guys. I mean, really, that was a masterclass. Next week, I don't know, one of you guys is going to host... I guess Tactic will because he has the better record. But uh, yeah, next week we'll be back to a three-host format. 
we wish you all again a happy Memorial Day weekend, safe Memorial Day weekend. You're listening now. You've you've already had Memorial Day, so hopefully you're still you know you're good. In any case, thanks again to Stephen. We will skip out now and just say stay safe and keep on podcasting.